I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all Everybody and welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, tonight's show is going to be jam-packed with information, as usual, <laughs> and we're going to have uh, in some information that's going to uh, present cutting-edge science that is unknown uh, to most people. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, your body as a holographic projection. Uh, we're going to be talking about. Uh, <clears throat> a new word in the English language, the chronogarchy, and how uh, they're using time travelers to manipulate current events. We're also going to get into confronting uh, flat earthers. And uh, just as a heads up here, uh, I'd appreciate if uh, I not get a bunch of phone calls during this show because um, there's no possible way to uh, prove something. Um, over the radio, I'm going to be giving you uh, a couple of my own opinions, but primarily the Tigetan Pleiadian perspective of flat earth. And um, before we get into all of that, I'd like to um, kick off the program in the usual manner uh, by having a little bit of Japa yoga or mantra repetition. And that'll be led by Sri Swami. <coughs> Sajidananda. But so um if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om Hari Om Hari 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 Om Hari Om 
Yes, that was Sri Swami Sachidananda, one of my spiritual teachers. He was the founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes, and that was a clip from back in the 1960s or 70s, actually, 70s. And um, <clears throat> I'd like to uh, take this opportunity to give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being new and being receptive to the frequency that's being put out in this program. And um, <clears throat> I am also uh, available to uh, answer questions concerning any topics that are brought up on this show. And you can contact me at <clears throat> paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O at yahoo.ca. And rest assured, I will get back to you and answer your questions to the best of my ability. And um, also, I'm also very interested in... Um, your suggestions concerning program content, and as well, nothing makes my day more than hearing about successes that you have utilizing ideas, concepts, and techniques that are presented on ET Yoga. I'd like to now give <clears throat> my usual uh, disclaimer 
that this uh, program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, is provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. <clears throat> Please note that ET yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always <clears throat> consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. <clears throat> and if you're a new listener to ET yoga, you should know that I applaud your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream medical, mainstream media, big pharma, and technology to the best of your ability given your particular circumstance. And uh, moving on now to uh, the heart of the matter of tonight's uh, program, um, that your body is a holographic projection. Um, yes, and, and in fact, um, your body is not the real you. Your body is a projection of your consciousness. And um, proof of that is the fact that uh, a little-known fact for people uh, generally in the public that uh, are not aware that the actually the universe is holographic and that it flashes in and out of existence. Of course, the flicker rate is so fast it's not perceptible by the human eye. And um, so actually, in point of fact, your physical body <laughs> doesn't even exist for a certain portion of the time. What exists is your consciousness. And um, it's an amazing... Uh, fact as well, unknown by most people, that actually thought and consciousness exists in between the flashing in and out of the holographic universe. Yes, thought and consciousness exists in between the flashing in and out of the holographic universe. And because the whole universe is holographic means everything in it is holographic, including your physical body. Even though your brain sends signals to, you know, your consciousness that things are physical, in point of fact, they're not. They're all illusion in a sense. Nothing's physical. And um, this is a very uh, key point if you understand this with regards to healing, because as the universe flashes in and out of existence, you can uh, intend and change how your body is as it reappears back in physical existence by programming it through your consciousness. A very important factor when it comes to healing. And um, also with respect to this is the fact that uh, we are living in um, a matrix or a, a simulation, if you, if you would like to call it that, or like a reality computer program, somebody's program. Yeah, that's what we live in. If you've ever seen the uh, movie um, Stargate SG-1 where Tilk uh, has a, is sitting in a chair and they hook him up to some wires and they project his consciousness into some reality program uh, projection. Uh, and he so basically his consciousness is projected into that reality and he functions in that reality. <clears throat> that's basically what, what we are. We have our consciousness projected into this holographic matrix. And um, this matrix, by the way, was created uh, through AI in conjunction with the Alfredaconians about 12,500 years ago. And is, in a sense, it's almost like um, a prison in, that people don't know they're in. 
And um, as I understand it, according to the Pleiadians, um, this matrix extends out to about uh, uh, the Van Allen belts. And um, if you go beyond there, if you go, go beyond the Van Allen belts, actually everything else in the, in the natural universe is 5D. This matrix is in 3D. And um, interesting to note that there are some, uh, actually some um, humans who have some interesting stories to, to say. Now, whether they're credible or, or not, <laughs> it's up to you to decide. But uh, Preston Nichols, for one, who worked for the uh, uh, Montauk Project, and that's a whole subject in itself. Uh, but anyway, he claims to have um, basically traveled uh, to a point where uh, he actually met two beings uh, called Tabor and Ra, who were um, actually uh, running the simulation. And um, I suggest you check out Preston Nichols. He's got an amazing story. There are actually, uh, he's got a lot of equipment at his house at this moment, uh, where actually uh, people lay down in a bed and he can play a certain uh, music that Tabor and Ra have downloaded into our dimension. And you can uh, connect with them through his technology. And um, again, totally unknown to the public. And there's another guy named uh, Jerry Wills who um, went down to, uh, um, there's a big rock uh, slab, uh, rock wall, basically, with uh, what looks like a, a, a physical door, but it's about seven meters by seven meters. So it's a huge door. Um, it's down in Aramamuru in South America, and it's called the Gate of the Gods. And the locals there claim that they see people coming in and out of that rock wall. And um, Jerry Wills was able, through uh, creating some um, intimate friendships down in that area, uh, to run into some guy that actually knew the tones. There are three tones that you create that activate this basically Stargate portal. And he got sucked up, and when he he went through and ended up in what he thought was like traveling through space at incredible speeds, ended up in this room uh, talking to some AI program that, uh, yeah, claims it created what we call our uh, our current reality. And um, he was also interviewed by uh, Linda Moulton House. So that's something else that you can follow up on uh, should you care to do so. Now, um, this whole concept about uh, consciousness and uh, reality and whatever, I'm going to now share with you um, uh, just a couple of paragraphs from um, a being called Swaru Nine. Uh, she is a Swaru, which uh, Swarus are actually a little bit more advanced than the Tigetan Pleiadians. They have 24 strands of DNA. Uh, they're unbelievable beings, and um, you can go to uh, swaru.org, and you can read about uh, over 600 now uh, transcripts of uh, videos, and the videos are available, too, uh, in multiple places. YouTube even has um, the um, uh, videos uh, from Cosmic Agency. Cosmic Agency is in touch currently with uh, Pleiadians. And um, you can believe it or not, uh, but they actually presented themselves uh, 
uh, at a UFO conference, I believe it was in uh, Finland, um, about uh, less than a year ago. Uh, they communicated by uh, uh, computer uh, from their craft uh, called uh, Tolica, uh, which orbits the Earth at the at present time. And that's another subject you can follow up on. And um, this is a comment from her. This one sentence has more science and information in it than uh, every, everything that's been discovered in the last 50 years, in my opinion. This is the comment. Remember that everything is consciousness, and the ether is consciousness, and gravity is a flow or vector within the ether. I'm going to repeat that because to me this is just like beyond cutting edge science. Remember that everything is consciousness and the ether is consciousness. Now, and by the way, <clears throat> ether, as far as I can find on the internet, science has not really admitted that there is an ether. Uh, they know something's there, but they don't know how to measure it. And <clears throat> according to the, uh, the, uh, the, the Swaroos, um, ether uh, is, contains everything that exists. And the ether is consciousness, and gravity, another thing that they don't, which modern science doesn't know what it is, is a flow or vector within the ether. Now, we know about the effects of gravity, but we don't know that it's a flow or vector within the ether. So there's some cutting-edge information. And she continues to say, so whatever you put your attention to, it will create that which you pay attention to, the law of mirrors. That energy that creates what you are thinking about, what makes something tangible, manifest, is zero point or free energy. You use it all the time. Your minds are scalar. They are the translators between the ether and what you call the material world. But everything is energy, and the material world is only an idea, personal and shared collective. It is an illusion. As hard as that table may look, it doesn't exist. It is an illusion. It is an idea. And this is also supported by uh, Enoch Tan. When uh, he heals, uh, in his mind, a disease and limitation are neither person, place, nor thing or I believe the definition of a noun, a person, place, or thing. No, he says there is no such thing as a person, place, or thing. There are simply images of thought. And Alex Collier, Andromedan contactee, said uh, at the Mount Shasta Summer um, Conference that when you um, look at the human body under a, micro, a micron microscope, all you see is light. And that for thousands of years, the Schumann frequency of the Earth was 7.83. But now it's between 25 and 28 constantly. And by the way, you told about that? Uh, no, I don't see that in mainstream media. And, um, and, and it spikes up to 200. So the bottom line, uh, the, the Earth is moving into 5D and there's physical proof of it. And uh, as I recall, I believe the frequency of 5D is 40 hertz. <clears throat> and it's already at 25, between 25 and 28, and spiking to 200. And by the way, Andara crystals also um, are about 40 hertz, similar to the um, 
uh, frequency of 5D. And uh, he also stated that the body is a physical form. Um, uh, basically, um, a hologram, it's an imprint with the holograph of the soul when the soul um, attaches to the body at, at conception, it creates a hologram, which is what the body is. And the, um, this um, spiking of the uh, frequency now, the Schumann frequency, um, connects us with those frequencies and uh, gives um, us more light. And, and also, what happens when we get more light? Our DNA expands. So um, this is all, uh, you know, it's out there. Information's out there concerning this. And uh, then we move on to uh, the whole concept of the, the chronogarchy. And uh, <clears throat> it's a new word in the English language, by the way. Chronogarchy. C-H-R-O-N-O-G-A-R-C-H-Y. And uh, the chronogarchy is an interdimensional hidden power structure monitoring the time space of earth um, with um, domain of influence operating as a secret government existing using um, quantum access time travel technologies to carry out its operations um, and uh, manipulations. So uh, here's your definition of a of a, a chronogarchy. And um, interesting to note that Alfred Weber is currently uh, teaching a course in this. And uh, the uh, two textbooks he used are uh, the chronogarchy. Um, and also exopolitics. And uh, this, uh, is, so turns out, as I took some notes, because he has a course online about this um, chronogarchy, that in the uh, third density of Earth's time-space dimensional hologram, the chronogarchy develops and deploys a variety of quantum access travel technologies to carry out its elaborate long-range, past, present, and future-based constructions and manipulations of an artificial time-based mem. And legend within which to entrap and enslave humanity and human souls in knowing about this as and manipulates you um, before you were born and after you die. And this is also consistent with what's known because before you can incarnate on this planet, you have to have soul contracts. And um, basically the archons in the conjunction with AI, have um, basically hijacked the uh, reincarnation grid. <clears throat> and uh, it's very important, by the way, to um, 
um, break those contracts. And I'm going to suggest to you that you go to um, YouTube and check out a guy named Steve Noble, uh, N-O-B-E-L. And he's got a, most recently this week actually has a new one up called um, a 5D Timeline, Connecting with Your 5D Timeline. And um, it's very important. Uh, and during this meditation, you will, you know, visualize those contracts that you made and uh, dissolve them and offer, <laughs> burn them up in the sun and offer them back to the universe because you don't want any part of it. <laughs> and um, this chronogarchy <laughs> um, basically uh, is an interdimensional uh, alliance uh, dedicated to the oppression of the community of human souls and includes factions in human institutions such as religions, governments, military intelligence agencies, um, bloodline families, monarchies, media, medical pharma, um, as well as the archonic spiritual entities, including fallen angels, demonic entities, and exophenotypes hostile to the community of human souls, such as the Draco Reptilians and Orion Greys, and the invading sentient AI artificial intelligence. Uh, tell me that Alpha Weber doesn't know what, what the heck's going on. Yeah, he does. And... Um, very interesting um, stuff about the, his course now on the chronogarchy. And um, he also points out that uh, Andro Basaggio was uh, one of the first um, time travelers in the, in the time travel uh, program, secret program, obviously. And um, that uh, there's actually a picture of, uh, that exists of Basaggio um, Back in, um, I forget what year it was. I think it was 1863, but I could be Whenever that Lincoln gave his Gettysburg Address, anyway, he's there. He's right there on the grounds. And, uh, and they have a picture of it. In fact, uh, in, uh, Alfred Weber's book, that was uh, the Exopolitics that came out in 2005, the government actually had a copy of it in 1971. Yeah, and that's provable. Um, and so what's happened is in 1971, uh, Basaggio brought back Alfred Weber's book on exopolitics uh, because they're using that as a, as a kind of a reference point. Uh, in, incredible um, stuff actually going on. And um, actually what they're also stating is that uh, this uh, um, chronogarchy is, uh, was able to uh, pre-identify um, future presidents, uh, such as the um, um, the Clintons and Obama and Trump and Biden and um, both of the Bushes, and that according to uh, testimony by Basaggio, 
uh, all these people were groomed and knew about them being going to be president long before uh, it happened. So uh, there also uh, were secret meetings that they had with these people, with the uh, CIA, etc., cetera, uh, to groom them. And uh, further related to this, Time Science now reports that there, the time split is visible now and is reaching critical mass. So there's a timeline split is starting in 2022 the same year as the publication of Alfred Weber's book, The Chronogarchy. And according to this information, all the souls are giving up. <laughs> they're uh, basically, uh, they're just giving up their souls by taking all these injections, um, becoming uh, cyborgs and robotized. Uh, there will be a splitting of the transhumans from the rest of the population. Uh, they may be the majority, but there'll be a splitting. And this is also consistent with my information uh, concerning um, the splitting of the timelines. And years and years and years ago, I came to an understanding about timelines. The timelines split when there is a um, no possibility of two opposing circumstances existing. For example, Germany could not have won World War II and both lost it in the same timeline. So <clears throat> there's a split. And, uh, and we know from uh, Super Soldier talk that there is an alternate uh, um, reality um, where Germany won World War II. So this is what happens when, when timelines split. And in my opinion, what's happening now is we're seeing that there's no compatibility between the people on the spiritual journey and the people that are into transhumanism. And uh, even Bashar confirms that there would be a split in the timelines. So that's another factor here that's uh, big time. Okay, now I want to move on to uh, confronting uh, the uh, flat earthers. Um, this is presented by Athena and Annika. These are Tigetan Pleiadians, and it's an interview. And uh, Robert is one of the guys that's uh, doing the interview, and uh, Gosha. And Robert says, what agenda is that of the flat earth? And Athena says, the control of the population on earth, what they should know and what they should not know, what and when and how it is controlled by the CIA and their friends and their interests worldwide. They have everything compartmentalized so that Earth's agenda is one more level of a disinformation apparatus. In other words, <clears throat> flood the networks with garbage so that people do not know who to listen to or who to believe. It creates a conflict, and it is what they want, because it drains people and does not let them focus on anything, because nothing is ever clear to them. With the flat Earth agenda, they control conspiranoids who do not believe NASA's lies because that's what they base themselves on, NASA lies, so the Earth is flat. Then they create conflict and quarrels between those who believe one thing and those who believe in another. And that conflict is what they uh, seek, because it buries the truth. They can't stop the truth from somehow leaking out to the people. What they can do is throw in countless contradictory stories that give alternative explanations to the narrative or to alternate narratives, so they hide any truth among a ton of garbage, always with the same design to grab something that is true and then use it to justify a lie. 
I don't understand what flat earthers have in mind simply because I've never heard them answer the big question, what's on the other side of the coin, on the other side of the earth? That's what they do. Create confusion. Use what each group of people wants to hear to give them more of that and keep them in control. And for that, they need population metadata, which explains one of their reasons for constantly spying on ordinary citizens and their tendencies on everything from clothing, music, to religious and political ideas. Being that the mechanism of religion and politics are its main instruments, and the new age is a religion controlled by them. Flat Earth theory conflicts with the concept of ETs. Yeah, and that's another critical point, because they don't want you to know about ET and the fact that we're being controlled by Alfred Draconians and have been for the last 12,500 years. Because if the Earth is flat, then there are no other planets. Therefore, there are no ETs, and whatever is extraterrestrial, they make it into demons and interdimensionals. But it is more of the agenda of confusion and of creating conflict to keep the population separate so that they do not unite, since once united, they create problems. And Annika says, flat Earth ideas. I think they are already consuming too much fluoride in the food and toothpaste. And uh, by the way, there is some truth in the fact of uh, the concept of extraterrestrials being interdimensional, because some are. The greys in particular uh, are not really extraterrestrial. They're more interdimensional. And um, they're actually a future version of humans. Otherwise, they wouldn't have compatible DNA with ours to be able to create hybrid species, which they have already created about five uh, different species. And Annika says, yes. And um, by the oh, Robert says they get together among themselves, the, the flat earthers, and they sustain that false reality. And Annika says, yes. And they feel accepted among themselves. One of the things they say is that there are uh, explosions recorded. I don't know what kind, as something atomic, and that the explosion reaches a point as if it collapsed or collided with some dome, and that they have launched missiles at that dome. Obviously, I don't believe any of that. I have not seen those videos, but that's what they argue. Annika says, the only dome are the Van Allen bands. It is not a dome like metal or solid. Again, it is ignorance. Because a shock wave, radio signals, even light, collides with different atmospheric strata against the magnetic, magnetic sphere and ionosphere, then Allen bands, depending on the frequency and nature of what is sent as a wave, and it bounces off as if it was against something solid. This phenomena was used a lot when ships um, used normal radio over long distances, atmospheric bounce. Again, this just ignorance and phenomena explainable with basic physics, which flat earthers use to prove their theories. An explosion also happens when at high altitude, due to the lack of atmospheric pressure, it will take a form of expansion like an extended, extended mushroom. This also happens when an explosion or its expansion, it's another denser atmosphere, atmospheric layer, uh, layer, known as thermal inversion, creating the illusion that it hits something. As for thermal inversion, that also explains 
why they sometimes take photos of two suns. It is just a reflection like water on a hot asphalt road. It's not that there are two suns. It's just a common optical effect. It is the same effect with all explosions that take the shape of a mushroom. It is only accentuated at high altitude by low temperatures and lack of atmospheric pressure. Robert, yes, in some way, when they launch a mini camera into space, amateurs with a balloon, there comes a moment when the balloon explodes and they say it's because it touches the dome. All the balloons explode more or less at the same height. And Annika says, yes. Another argument with which they sustain themselves is that they see ships in the sea do not disappear at the correct distance on the horizon, which would be calculated according to Archimedes, according to the diameter of the earth. This does not happen all over the world, only in certain points, but it is because the earth is something natural. It is not a perfect sphere made in a factory. It is a geode. It is an imperfect it is imperfect and has areas that are more flat, flattened than others. It is not much noticeable to the naked eye as it is not noticeable from space, but it is measurable and so are all the planets to one degree or another. Robert, they say that a stone formed the earth. They base that on ancient cultures, evidently the cultures that the cabal was interested in not eliminating and surely the cultures they eliminated used to tell them something else, like that we were interstellar citizens. And Annika says, it is part of the agenda to make human mentality go back to times of the Middle Ages, for them not to understand anything is real. Let's see what logic is there in that drawing. None. What generates that? What sustains it? What dynamics are there? This is the truth, only that the deformation is exaggerated, so it's understood better. If this uh, were were flat Earth um, thing um, seems absurd to you, Oh, this flat earth thing seems absurd to you. Imagine what it is to me looking at everything from up here. And this is from um, Annika being up in the uh, uh, Teleka orbiting earth. And Robert says they mentioned that the ancient cultures, the vision they had about the earth. And Annika says they know very well that it was round since before Archimedes. Perfect, exaggerated, but yes, at first glance, it looks round. Also note that the bumps and recessive parts do not match the pictures. It's only an approximation, it's not the actual measurement. Robert, yes, it's an illustration, an interpretation, so that is understood. Is it a a geode? Annika says, yes, it is a potato. Robert, are they all geodes? Annika says, in one way or another, or to one degree or another, um, yes. The only ones that are quite round are the gas-based ones, the one with no obvious solid surface, like Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, also the suns, although they have eruptions that deform the visible surface, so not even the suns. And the gaseous planets are not perfect spheres either. They do bulge at the equator and flatten at the poles. They are toroids. 
Robert, that is why the moon is an art is artificial because it is spherical metallic and the sun appears from our perception as a sphere of gas. Annika, yes, the moon is a perfect sphere because it is artificial and even the moon has deformities because the construction is not perfect either. Robert, they also talk about the lunar eclipse which shows that the earth is not <laughs> is not flat. Annika, they also say the earth is flat because the airlines do not pass over the South Pole that they should since it is the most direct flight, the shortest distance between two points, and they do not understand why these flight um, routes are not used. And um, Annika says, first, the airlines evade dangerous areas for airplanes in case they have to make an emergency landing, and secondly, Antarctica is a uh, no-fly zone because it is a militarized area. That is why airplanes do not fly above the South Pole. Robert, although they support that there is a treaty that denies that it is a militarized zone, I think, but it is understood, yes, it is a dangerous area. Annika, they also denied that Area 51 existed, but even without it existing, civil planes could not pass through there. So I know that treaty with the South Pole, but it is far from being the reality. They did not pass through there because the area is militarized. The Earth is a non-uniform sphere, and the fact that it is not a uniform sphere but a potato also explains the magnetic and gravitational anomalies on its surface. Robert, and it also explains ocean currents in some way, or it has nothing to do with that. Annika, yes, everything is, is related, but it is not its only cause. I've always thought that the agenda of pushing that flat Earth theory is to discredit all UFO and ET contacts, because if the Earth is flat, then there are no other planets, and they throw in all things extraterrestrial, UFOs and all that, into two categories. In what would be demonology with a strong religious load, and this translates to a return to the mentality of the Middle Ages, or they say that aliens are interdimensional. And the latter is partially true, as I mentioned before. And Roberts is right. It is a return to the mentality of the Middle Ages. That is, each time we move further away from reality outside of Earth, and if so, and if we self-sustain ourselves, with more false things, denying and the geodesic shape of the Earth implies many things, like space travel, interstellar citizenships, and all that. And um, what does the Federation have to do with the flat Earth? And Annika says, although I feel like they have their tentacles into everything, I don't see an obvious direct connection to it. For me, the agenda behind the flat earth is more than anything to confuse the population to the point that they cannot know what is real and what is not. This also makes them more docile because they have fewer ideologies to defend. Another very obvious thing, but it must be mentioned, is that the flat earthers hide behind the fact that NASA is lying. And this is true. NASA not, not only lies, its real purpose is to lie to people, to cover and serve, as a cover for other real space agendas, that is, the secret space program. But just because NASA lies all the time does not mean the Earth is flat, as it has been proven to be round for thousands of years before NASA was created. 
I feel that people fall into believing in flat earth because they have only woken up to realize that NASA is lying and they do not have the necessary background or understanding what is behind it or what other agendas there are because they do not understand or believe in other things called conspiracy. They are simply not yet at the level necessary to understand all the lies and agendas. And that is the same. Um, it's the same with the coronavirus. Gosha says, excuse me, Annika, but I don't understand what you mean that if the Earth is flat, there cannot be other planets or ETs. As I am imagining, a flat Earth is that it is floating in space, but um, there are more planets around, um, uh, but also flat. In this sense, then, yes, ETs, life, uh, can continue outside, unless they deny space outside of Earth as well. And because that is yet another theory without physical support of how it can be that the planets are flat. The most widely accepted theory of the flat Earth um, states that the other planets do not exist, but are projections like the moon and the sun in a vault or dome. But yes, we do. Um, uh, we do uh, acknowledge that. But there are an infinity of variants of the flat Earth theory. Egosha says they say they don't exist. I didn't know that. And uh, what is outside according to them? And Annika says, yes, it is the strongest trend within the flat Earth um, uh, model, the most accepted ones. They say that the stars do not exist, that they're only projections on the dome, and that the edge of the flat Earth are the ice walls of Antarctica. Robert, flat earthers also excuse themselves by saying why the rainbow is shaped like a curve. Annika, that's a lens effect with atmospheric water. Robert, refraction, Annika, yes. Robert, I can't find how the flat earth moves. Annika, this is how it moves. That is consistent with the navigational data of the ships. What is not seen is that GIF is that the other stars around the sun also move with it at the same speed and in perfect synchrony, which produces the illusion that the sun and the surrounding stars that form constellations are not moving. This speed of progression through space is not so appreciable, and that is because it is the entire arm of the galaxy that moves as a mass only with small differences between the stellar objects that compose it because of dynamics of movement particular to each zone. Gosha, question from the public. Please address all the things we see in the distance which should fall beyond, beyond the horizon but don't. Annika says, as far as I know, all things fall below the horizon. Uh, none don't. Sometimes they may take a longer distance depending on the location due to the fact that the Earth is not perfectly round. It is an uneven rock. Gosha, someone says the lack of star uh, parallax is a major red herring. Annika, there is star parallax, but it is slight and only measured in arc seconds, shifting in their position in the night sky along the year and with Earth's rotation and can be used to triangulate its position as explained why in detail within the next question. Gosha, what about the idea that the water always finds its own level? If the earth isn't flat with 
Um, water sure is. Water is supposed uh, to be sticking to a ball that's spinning at a thousand miles an hour. Annika, water does find its level and it has on Earth, but finding its level depends on gravity, on water, temperature, and the, the salinity levels as those changes them, the density of the water and produce different layers in it as well. Water is atmosphere as well, and, and as with air in the oceans, it also has several layers and ocean currents um, moving in different directions with different salinity levels and different temperatures. All this also affecting weather as part of the com uh, complex system. There is also a faster a factor of gravity pull from the moon that along with all the other factions I just mentioned will produce tides, giving the illusion that the water has not reached its level. And uh, I guess at this point, I'd like to uh, uh, wish my uh, listening audience uh, my best uh, towards your attainment of full consciousness, uh, perfect health, and abundance. Uh, just to uh, reiterate a couple of points that I have about uh, Flat Earth, um, basically, um, I studied the the uh, logging of the Magellan's trip around the world, which he proved it was flat long, around a long time ago. And as well, uh, I um, have personal experience in astral traveling outside the body, and I've seen the Earth from space, and it's round. So those are my two cents worth. And as well, um, I'd like to, uh, in closing, uh, share with you the Who Am I technique which is basically uh, where you put your full attention in the center of your forehead and become that spot. And um, then you ask the question, who am I? And uh, you can do that once or whatever, how many times, wherever it feels comfortable to you. The main idea here is get to the highest place you know how to get to first. Do your pranayamas, your meditation, your breathing, your asanas, whatever. Get, get in into the highest place you know how to get to. Become that spot in the center of your forehead, and then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all 